welcome to Sustainable Asia. I'm your host, Marcy Trent Long. And I'm Bonnie Ao, a Hong Kong-based journalist co-hosting our podcast series on the Pangolin Reports. Normally, we release a new episode of our latest podcast series on Fridays. But this week, we thought we'd do something a little different. That's right. Instead, we wanted to give a timeline on the coronavirus outbreak that kicked off just as we started releasing our podcast series, The Pangolin Reports. It is this epidemic that has completely changed the scene of the wildlife trade. The recent coronavirus or COVID-19 outbreak that's been topping all the news headlines was originally thought to have come from pangolins. And as Elroy said, this is not just a story of losing wildlife. Human beings are involved as well. On December 31, 2019, China alerted the World Health Organization of several unknown viral pneumonia cases in the city of Wuhan. Two months later, as of February 29th, over 85,000 coronavirus cases have been confirmed worldwide, of which almost 80,000 of them were infections in China. And the number of confirmed cases continues to increase every day with no sign of abating. Scientists are working around the clock to track down the source of the coronavirus. Back in December and January, many of the initial cases had links to a wholesale seafood market in China's Wuhan city, the epicenter of the virus outbreak. Photos circulating online suggested that wild animals, including the pangolin, were sold in that seafood market, which was closed on the 1st of January, just a day after China alerted the World Health Organization. Then, in an effort to curb the spread of the coronavirus, China issued a temporary wildlife trade ban, which took effect on January 30th. Wildlife conservationists and many people in China called for a permanent wildlife trade ban on social media. On February 7th, the South China Agricultural University research team released a report indicating pangolins as a potential intermediary host of the virus. They carried out genetic comparisons of the pangolins and victims infected with the coronavirus and found a 99% sequence match. Two weeks later, a Chinese research team said the deadly new coronavirus may not have originated from the seafood wholesale market in Wuhan. Instead, they suggested that the location was merely a catalyst for spreading the coronavirus. But the story doesn't end there. On February 24th, China's National People's Congress ruled in favor of a permanent wildlife trade ban, quote, comprehensively prohibiting the illegal trade of wild animals, eliminating the bad habits of wild animal consumption and protecting the health and safety of the people. Interesting words, right? But what do they mean? According to the World Conservation Society, it means no hunting, trade, transportation, and consumption of all terrestrial, meaning land, wild animals, whether farmed or wild caught. 
and where the end purpose is to eat them. This did not include banning the trade of wildlife for non-food uses, such as medicine, furs, and pets, but it did call for strict oversight of wild animals using non-food uses. This has sparked a heated discussion on social media, and let's see what they have to say. Here's a tweet from Amanda Wilson in response to the permanent trade ban. She said, if China is forced to think about introducing wildlife protections, that will be one good thing to come out of the coronavirus crisis. While this trade ban has long been overdue and is welcomed by many, some people were skeptical about how effective it will be. Here's a tweet from Derek Beverly. He said, bans don't work without enforcement. A law that exists only in letter is no different from having no law. It is true that this new ban is not without its loopholes, as the law only prohibits the wildlife trade as food, but not for medicinal use. But regardless, it is still a very big step for China to implement such a law, something we hadn't anticipated last year when we started this investigation with the pangolin reports. In fact, since January 2020, China has ruled out pangolin products from its national insurance coverage. So let's hope this will deter people from using pangolin medicinal products following this ban. As Dr. Lao Lixing, a retired director of University of Hong Kong School of Medicine said in episode one, there are alternative Chinese herbs that can give similar effects as what pangolin scales were claimed to have. With China leading the way with the permanent trade ban to combat illegal wildlife trafficking, we hope that countries can take this opportunity to review and update the laws on biodiversity conservation in their own nations. And in light of March's ASEAN Conference on Biodiversity in Malaysia and the UN Biodiversity Conference in China in October, we hope that they'll be able to make some dramatic changes that will create a reversal of fortune for many endangered species. We'll be back next week where we'll continue to find out more about the transnational smuggling trade, particularly in Malaysia, Vietnam, and Africa. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 